In some respects, Fidel and JFK were not dissimilar. Fidel, like Kennedy, was born into privilege. The Castro family home was a rambling, plantation-style mansion that sat on a 25,000-acre sugarcane farm. Like Kennedy, he grew up in the shadow of a domineering patriarch. And, like Kennedy, Fidel was a devout patriot with a gift for oratory who would come to personify the idealism of a new generation. Fidel later claimed that his passion for social justice had been forged during his childhood. The region where he grew up was dominated by the all-powerful, American-owned sugar companies and was marked by stark inequalities of wealth and opportunity. Cuban cane cutters lived in squalid shacks earning just a dollar a day and eked out a hand-to-mouth existence. Meanwhile, the company's American employees and their families enjoyed a sumptuous lifestyle in gated communities that boasted luxury stores, swimming pools and access to private beach resorts. In the autumn of 1945, Fidel enrolled at the University of Havana to study law and he later set up a legal practice with two of his classmates to defend the rights of the poor. His first love, though, was politics. Fidel was committed to eliminating the vested interests, the inequality and the corruption that marred his homeland. He had been preparing to run for Cuba's National Assembly when, on the 10th of March 1952, Cuba's former leader, Fulgencio Batista, returned to power in a coup and suspended the constitution. With the democratic route closed off, Fidel turned to the politics of revolution. On the 26th of July 1953, he led an assault on the Moncada barracks in Santiago in an attempt to spark a popular uprising against the dictatorship. Many of his fellow rebels were killed, but Fidel was captured alive and, three years into a 15-year jail term, was granted an amnesty. He headed to exile in Mexico with a promise to return with the beheaded tyranny at one's feet. Fidel was as good as his word. In November 1956, he arrived back in Cuba aboard the Granma, a rickety leisure yacht that had been purchased from an expat American dentist. After a disastrous landing and the death or capture of most of the 80 or so rebels, Fidel, his younger brother Raul, the Argentine doctor Ernesto Che Guevara and a dozen other survivors regrouped in the Sierra Maestra Mountains. It was from here that Fidel's 26th of July movement launched a remarkable military campaign that culminated in the rebels' triumphant march into Havana on the 8th of January 1959.